Hello, this is Brian Darty. I am uh, coming to you from the campus of MTSO today. Um, wanted to make a few comments. Uh, first of all, if this is your first time watching or listening to the podcast, I just wanted to welcome you uh, to the community. One of the biggest things that uh, has happened this past week is a news release uh, by a group that has made a proposal to the United Methodist Church. Uh, you may or may not have heard the news, or it may be after the time, by the time you hear this, but as of right now, things are unsettling. Um, there's a proposal to split the United Methodist Church. Now, before we go any further, I want to state that this is just a proposal. Just a proposal. This has not been before any kind of uh, governing board or anything like that. This is just something that has been put out there by a group of leaders who believe that this is the best way to move forward as a Christian community in the church. The differencing uh, beliefs over LGBTQ community uh, and their involvement in the church is the issue. Um, it's a sad revelation that we can't get past one issue to work on many others. Um, the church feels like it's been wasting time on this issue, uh, both sides do. And so uh, this is a uh, bipartisan, I guess if you want to put it that way, uh, call to action to uh, separate the church for the good of the church. Now, I understand that. I believe it's a good proposal. I believe that it's a great split. Uh, however, I stand with the fact that I believe we're stronger together. I believe that we have an opportunity to continue to work together better than we can apart. Now, that's just my statement on that. But other than that, just wanted to say that uh, none, none of this will be decided until May. None of this will be decided uh, until, like, none of this will go into effect if it does pass in May uh, until 2021. And the final decisions won't be finished until after 2024. Uh, the churches have until 2024 to decide where they lie. So this is a multi-year process if it does pass. Um, once again, there are other proposals out there that may usurp this at General Conference of the United Methodist Church this May. Um, so where we stand on that, I'm not certain. Uh, it's very uncertain times for the church but the goal is to just continue to move forward as a church no matter what. Um, it's really sickening to me to think that we are going to let a rumor, to let a proposal, to let something that far in the future affect our ministry today. Because God is not just a God of tomorrows. God is not just a God of possibilities. God is a God of realities. God is a God who is focused on today and what he wants to do today in us. God wants to use us daily. And that is the fact. So the fact that we had this proposal before us does not hinder our mission. The fact that we had this proposal before us should not change the way that we respond to God. So with that being said, that's where I stand on that matter. I really do hope that we can find a way to stay together, to learn from one another, actually open our hearts and our minds to hearing what God wants us to do. 
to forget what we think God wants us to do, but to actually listen to the heart of the matter, to hear exactly God speak into this reality. Not to think we know what we're doing, because God reveals himself to us. God revealed himself to us in the person of Jesus Christ. God revealed God's self to us in the Holy Spirit that lives inside of every believer. And God exists on high, watching over as creator and sustainer of all. That's my theology. That's my understanding. I believe that we serve a triune and one God. A God that is all-encompassing. A God that does not have any specific gender. That God is not male or female. You see, Scripture uses terms that refers to the Holy Spirit as a female. Scripture refers to Jesus as a male. And we hear that God is our Heavenly Father, but also our caring mother. So you see, God is not gender-specific. So it pains me to see what we are doing over the idea of what we think is best over gender. The way that we've associated a gender to God, who is beyond all of our understanding, who is beyond all of our beliefs. The way that we believe that we have the right answer and that we alienate people who don't believe what we believe. If that were true, then no one would agree with anyone. We wouldn't have denominations. We'd have individuals all trying to do their best. The reason I am in the United Methodist Church and the reason I believe in the mission of the church is because our goal is simple. To make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. We are not to let the world transform us, but we are to transform the world through God's desires for us. That is an interaction between God and us, God and the world, God coming to the world daily, living it out. I'm very troubled by this news, but I trust that even in my troubles, that God is beyond all of this, that God is beyond all of the things that we put in our way. That we stand in our own way of recognizing God's abilities. You see, uh, this past Sunday was Epiphany Sunday. And that was kind of my message to my people at St. Paul's United Methodist Church in Parkersburg, West Virginia. I talked about how we are very much like Herod. We don't notice the signs in our own country. We don't notice the gifts that we've been given. We don't recognize the blessings that are before us. And so in these things, we uh, struggle. We struggle to uh, make sense out of what others are telling us is the right thing. We struggle with what God is telling us is the right thing. We deny it. And then we cover up our decisions with unspeakable acts. Instead, I told my congregation to try and be like the wise men. 
Try to be the outsiders looking with fresh eyes. Try to be the experts who study and pray and work hard just to see what God is showing plain and clear. And I hope that we can be that people. Now, for those of you who know, uh, this is not a preaching podcast. Uh, This is not a uh, political podcast. This is not anything that is meant to be taken uh, as an official statement. Uh, I do make the statement, though, that uh, God loves you. God loves you, and so do I. No matter where you're coming from, no matter who you are, no matter where you're listening from, God loves you. And I do too. Now, to uh, get onto a different subject, uh, disc golf again. Um, I have not been able to get back out on the course. Uh, just trying to do my schooling and trying to keep up with that has been uh, very interesting because I haven't even started my first class yet and I've already had to turn in a few assignments. So, uh, very interesting uh, class setup. But of course, it is an intensive class on worship. And so, um, something I'm very involved in as a pastor, I'm very excited about. But going back to disc golf, uh, last night, my daughter, uh, once again, came to me unprompted, um, came downstairs about eight o'clock close to her bedtime. And, uh, she told me she wanted to play a disc game, D-I-S-C, disc game. And uh, I knew exactly what that meant. She wanted to go play disc golf. The only problem is in West Virginia at this time of the year, it is uh, pitch black at 8.30 in the evening. So uh, there was no way I was going to play a disc game uh, with my daughter at that time of night. Um, It was just too cold, too dark. Um, I do have a practice basket in my backyard. I've thought about bringing it in. Um, Probably exactly what I should do. I should bring it in and uh, find a way to uh, set it up in the basement or... Uh, set it up so that we can practice inside so that when it does get warmer, she's ready to go uh, outside. So uh, pretty good idea. Hopefully we can uh, make that work. Hopefully we can continue to cultivate uh, that passion for a sport. Um, I'll also uh, mention this. The reason I'm so involved in disc golf is because it is such an inclusive sport. It uh, doesn't matter what stage of life you are. You can be young, old, uh, boy, girl, uh, rich, poor. doesn't matter. Uh, it's a sport that welcomes all and is open to all. It's a really inexpensive sport, so uh, I really promote uh, the fact that anyone can get into it. Uh, anyone can start at any stage. Uh, just start with one hole. Uh, even that, uh, just start at the practice basket, throwing a couple discs and uh, maybe five to ten, and then... Uh, come back the next day and throw a couple more. Um, If you are like me and only have access to courses about once a week, uh, or at least that's my goal this year, uh, is once a week to get out and play disc golf, um, then yeah, do it. Uh, Just get out there, go. Uh, If you see someone else playing, good. Uh, If you uh, need to talk with them, ask them questions, uh, more than likely they're gonna be happy to talk to you. More than likely, they're going to be happy to share with you uh, any secrets that they have learned, anything that they've grown to love about the sport. And so it's really a great community of great people who uh, really have a passion for uh, showing others respect, showing others hope, uh, showing others and sharing their pains, uh, sharing their hurts, uh, 
Because, I mean, there are things that just don't go right sometimes, and that's okay. The fact is that uh, it's a sport that truly takes in uh, your efforts and pays out what you put into it. So, uh, once again, uh, definitely support disc golf. Uh, I definitely support my daughter uh, wanting to get into it. I support my own uh, efforts trying to get through uh, this year actually playing. I need to make sure I make time, and so I'm using this to also keep myself accountable. But anyways, just wanted to uh, give you that update. Just wanted to say once again, thank you very much, and God bless. Hope you have a great week. Uh, I will be posting again sometime next week. Thanks. Bye.